On this episode of the Rise and Succeed podcast, we speak to special guest Eva Payne about all things flow. Are you ready? Here we go. and succeed podcast experience with your host Sandy Allende Rodriguez. joining me on another episode of the Rise and Succeed podcast. I am your host, Sandy, and I have a special guest. I know I say that all the time, but Eva is in part, is particularly special because we met during COVID online. Yeah. How many people were meeting online. So that is how we met. And her name is Eva Payne. She is an author, a mother, a coach, and so much more, but we're just going to talk about the three specifics on this podcast, unless we shift. She is Living Flow, and she has a book called Flow Life. Correct? Yep, the Flow Life Funnel. The Flow mm-hmm. Life Funnel. So, Eva, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I want to give my guest a little bit about you. So, tell us how did you come into being a life coach, writing a book and doing all the things. Awesome. Well, Sandy, thank you so much for having me. First of all, it is a pleasure. I, I have two podcasts and so I interview lots of people. So it's fun every once in a while to be interviewed. So thank you for this opportunity just to share um, my philosophies on life <laughs> with, your, with your audience. Uh, okay. So Many, many moons ago, when I was 21 years old, I started a nonprofit. I started a summer camp for kids impacted by HIV and AIDS when I was in college. And I've done that now ever since. So 23 years, I think is what we're on right now. Wow. Um, and so that's really the bulk of my, my, my background. I have a master's in leadership and management, and I've run this nonprofit that's been big and small. We've had years where we made $10,000 and we had years where we made half a million dollars and served thousands of kids in different programs. So um, now we're back to being kind of smaller again for several reasons, obviously COVID, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, how do you have summer camp with compromised immune kids? It's not really safe. So we've shifted to more mentoring, more online stuff, and it's just not the same. Um, But also um, just less and less kids are being born HIV positive, which is great. And while we serve kids who are infected and affected, meaning someone in their family has it, uh, we're just, I've been seeing, and especially over the last several years, that there's less of a need for our charity. And I find that in our lives as humans, it doesn't matter if you're running, whatever company you're running or whoever you work for, we all have seasons, you know, there's, you start something, you're on some path and something happens, some, whether there's a cure for something or you, someone gets injured. I think about like the athletes out there and, you know, so all of a sudden they get injured and like, now what do they do with their lives? And so several years ago, I already knew I was going to need to shift out of 
this nonprofit being 40 hours a week. And I also got better and better at it as I did it more and more. So it became this very well-oiled machine where now if you were to say to me, can you put together a camp? I could do it in two weeks. I could, you could give me a hundred people and I could plan an, a bomb summer camp or a retreat or anything of the nature within like two weeks and booking everyone's travel and like all of it. Right. So, so that's a big chunk of my background, but what happened in the course of my life, as with many of us is life challenges, life shifts. I separated from my high school sweetheart slash husband six years ago and, uh, found myself in a really dark place. I have six kids. So to choose to be a single mom with six kids in 2015 was a really difficult choice, but one that I had to make because I was losing myself in my marriage. Um, there were some addiction issues and some other things that just really, I didn't have the communication style. I, I felt like my life looked perfect on the outside. You know, that suburban mom that's got mm. it all figured out. And, but on the inside, I was just like, who am I and what am I doing? And what is this all about? And this person's more my friend than my lover, but I'm terrible at communicating. And so anyway, I found my, I moved out, um, got a place. And I really feel like at that moment, my, I had this clean slate. I mean, I left everything. I, I didn't even, I took some clothes with me, but I just, I needed to start over. And so when you do that in your late thirties, um, and you don't have any coping skills or you don't know what self-care really is. And you've always been a doer. I mean, I'm a doer, give me a checklist and I can get it done. And now all of a sudden I'm depressed. I can barely get out of bed. I'm having anxiety. I'm, I'm facing some really big challenges, separating in this divorce and challenges he was facing. And I found myself in therapy saying to my therapist, I've lost my flow. I've lost my flow. And she just would look at me and I'd say, I just want a checklist of self-care. Tell me what I need to do. Like, how do I get back to that feeling that I had when I was running this charity, when everything was working out, it was like, we would have summers where I'd be $10,000 shy of what we needed to make it happen. And like magic, it would appear some donor would call, some check would come in, some grant I forgot about would come through. It was it was just miracle after miracle that would happen in this charity work. And I found that I had zero of that in this really dark place. And even just finding motivation was so hard. And my therapist really didn't understand what I was talking about. And so I started researching flow and what is flow. And all I could find was um, Mikhail Csikszentmihalyi. He's this positive psychologist who talks about flow states, mm -hmm. which is great. A lot of us have experienced flow states when you get really into a project or you're at that sporting event, whether you're a participant or you're a player and just you lose track of time, you know, you just really fall into that. And I just, I said, there's more like life feels like it's in flow. Everything clicks. There's challenges still happen, but you have the resilience to get through them. Right. Like it comes on and you're like, I got you. And I wasn't feeling that way. And so that's what I've spent the last six years creating this philosophy around how do you, what does it mean to live in flow? How did I create that charity at 21, knowing nothing about starting a charity? I was a theater major working at a radio station. 
thinking I was going to be doing news broadcasting or being an actress. So I knew nothing about, I grew up going to summer camps, but I wasn't necessarily, you know, like this is my passion. This is what I want to do. I was just making it up as I went, but there was just this flow to it. So that's what I've done for the last six years is research this flow. I've, I have found some other people who speak this language and one is uh, she grew up in Ireland and is in Taiwan right now. So it's wild how, when something wants to come forth into humanity, yes. it finds vessels, mm -hmm. you know? So here she is in a totally different path talking about living in flow. I met a, um, a physicist who wrote a book and it's called living in flow and it's all about synchronicities and he looks at it from this very scientific perspective so it's that's really been my journey um the last book that i wrote the flow life funnel is all about the doing how to pick that career so it is in alignment with who you are particularly for young people what, what do you do when you're graduate high school or graduate college mm -hmm. and you're like, what now? But also for that 40 year old, you know, who's going through that midlife crisis, who's like, okay, that career's over. What do I do next? I do next. So that's where that book came from. So anyway, I know I just rambled, but no, but it's important because this is what same concept that, that I teach is that transformation things mm -hmm. happen, life shifts. And how do you take it to the next level? And you found flow to be the thing which is is exactly what you're saying it needs to flow you need to ship but some of us get so stuck in where we are that we don't see an out amen to you for finding me out for not finding me out because you didn't find it you created it yeah yeah I, yeah I like researched the heck out of it and you know that the crazy thing is as I would listen to podcasts and as I was just trying to figure out quote unquote, self-care, like, what does that even look like? And being intentional mm -hmm. about that. I just started listening to so many podcasts and I could hear in people's stories, whether they found success through pushing, you know, just that like constant effort to be the best, be the best, be the best. And sometimes they didn't even really sound all that happy. Yeah. And then I sat, I would listen to people where, randomly they met one person which led to the next person and then, then this idea came and they jumped on it and went with it and that created this whole business and those that's the kind of person those are the stories that fascinate me yeah. and i wanted to know can we be intentional about creating that for ourselves whether it comes through a life transition like a divorce um or whether you're just like i don't want to work a 9 to 5 job for a company that i don't care about Mm -hmm. just for a paycheck, just to pay bills. It just sounds like slavery, yeah, <laughs> honestly, sure. to me, right? You're not expressing who you are. You're not expressing your essence. You're not filling a need that also fills you up. Exactly. And when you can, when you can really know who you are and really figure out your thing and then fill a need in the world with it, it is the most magical experience that we can have as humans. And I really believe that's how we're designed. And for whatever reason, there is a system out there that sort of works, um, but it isn't for the best interest of everyone. It's really for the best interest of the few. Exactly. And I'm, I just wanna change that in this world. I don't, I, I feel like I'm playing a generational game. Um, it's a big, a big idea, but I think it's important. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I had, um... I had uh, somebody who's following me and today I had a post on, you know, live your dream. 
Yeah. Create your dream. And I actually had somebody that posted and said, I don't think I have a dream. Mm. And I was like, that hurt my soul so much. Cause I'm like, I, my response to her was it's there. It's there. And you have become so bombarded in all the things of life that you feel that you don't have one, but it's there. It is there. And, and I, I told her my next time, then I said, please contact, play, go make your discovery call now and let's chat. I will make space for you as soon as possible. So good for you. See, and, and that fills you up because here's someone who, who feels really lost and doesn't feel really connected to purpose or meaning, or really know what their interests are. Maybe doesn't know what their strengths are. Maybe doesn't know what their talents are. Doesn't listen to intuition, mm-hmm. you know, and just needs someone to help them guide, mold, figure out, carve in, ask the right questions, whatever it might be. And it will click for that person. And once you know, once you have some inkling of what it is you want to do, once I committed to starting that summer camp, even though I had no idea how to do it, it was as if I, I I couldn't get the idea out of my head. I wanted to work on it 24 seven. I went to school, I went to work and I worked on this nonprofit. I didn't care about TV. I didn't care about parties. I didn't, all the typical things a 21 year old might be doing. No, I was sitting there with my typewriter an electric typewriter at the time, creating camper applications. My best friend was Kinko's. You know, I knew how to like create anything at Kinko's because, and I loved it. I loved taking the grant writing class. I loved becoming better at the thing that I wanted to be great at. And it wasn't about me. It was about these kids. And once I really met them and we did it one time, once you serve that client, once you see that transformation in someone's Mm -hmm. life, you just want to do it again and you want to do it better. So then you figure, what do I need to be a better coach? What do I need to be a better author? What do I need to be a better worker in this company that I, I love their mission? You know, whatever it is. And when you can really step into that, it's life just lights up and joy, even though it gets, there's still hard things, but you have that joy that can keep you grounded, uh, in just life. And, and there's something magical about that, that I just, I want everyone to be able to feel. I agree. We're in the same, we're in the same boat. Now, Eva, you created this book flow life funnel. Tell us a little bit for those who are aligning with what you're stating and how you've gone about your transformation flow life funnel where how did you say okay now i'm going to write this book yep and this okay. is what and this is why cuz this is why did this book come about yeah so i'm sitting here knowing I, I know what flow feels like because mm-hmm. I've been there accidentally, right? I didn't, I wasn't intentional necessarily about all the steps that I took when I started the nonprofit, mm-hmm. but I thought, was I just lucky or can I recreate that for myself now that I'm in this transition? So what is next for me? I mean, because I can spend say five hours a week running the charity and it's sufficient where when I started, it was 60, 70, 80 hours a week, right? right? Cause I knew nothing. So it took me so much longer to do things. 
So I thought if I want to be intentional about creating this next chapter, so it feels, and I experience it in the same kind of way that I did the nonprofit, what are the tips and tricks and tools? What do I need to consider? So the first thing I did was, um, I met with, uh, a man, young man, he's a friend of mine's son who had just graduated from USC. He yeah. had just self-published his first book. And I just wanted to pick his brain, like, tell me about self-publishing. I knew nothing about publishing, writing. I didn't even know what I was going to write the book about. I just knew I needed, I wanted to write it about flow and, and how I, what I did. So I met with him for coffee one day and he said, this was the best advice for me, at least he said, uh, write it out, write out what it is that you want to share with the world. Like, what is the message? What are like the chapters? What are the concepts? What's the philosophy? And so as I'm trying to explain it to him, it was just very fragmented and all over the place. And I couldn't really articulate what it was in my own mind. So he said, you have to see it. So I came home and I had this giant whiteboard and I sat down on my floor with a whole slew of different um, pens. And I said, okay, I've listened to hundreds of hours of podcasts at this point. So I have a lot of other people who to me felt, feel like they live in flow. Mm -hmm. So what do, what does the 22 to 25 year old version of me running this charity kind of in this flow? And then subsequently from there and all these other people who have these huge, big companies or are super happy and successful in life. What do we all have in common? And I started to, it, it was like when I asked that question to myself slash the universe, the answers just started dropping in. So I went, okay, well, I looked at, and, and how was I so successful at it? Because really I had no business starting a charity. I didn't, I didn't knew nothing. I honestly knew zero about how to do this. Right. So that's where I came up with these eight different concepts or not even concepts, eight different ideas that if you can take these eight things, I'd like to draw things out first. And so it, it turned out to look like a funnel right. where there were these eight attributes. And if you could put all eight things into this funnel, it would spit out your dream, you know, your thing, your mission, your purpose for this time and space. And so that's where it all came from. And once I figured out, okay, this is, it's these eight concepts, then, uh, writing the book started right after that. And actually I wrote 300 pages in a month. I, wow. I just, I, I would sit down and only like maybe when I was inspired, I an, an idea would come in and I'd say, I need to go, write. Nobody bother me. Give me, hold on. Let me, and I'd go sit outside. I'd take a few deep breaths. I'd put some, listen to water, music, water, like rushing, yeah. something just peaceful. And I would, I, I didn't care about grammar. I didn't care about sentence structure or if it was going to make sense or what mm -hmm. chapter it was. I, I just wanted to get out whatever was coming in. Um, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about creativity and how it lives outside of us. She did yes. um, big magic in that yes. book. Right. And I had just heard her Ted talk around that. And so I was like, all right, creativity, my books, my, I have another book coming out in December and they're co-authored with, and that, which is creativity, because I truly feel like it was a partnership where I just said, okay, creativity, I'm the vessel and I'm just going to start typing and whatever comes out, we can work with an editor down the road. But for now, I just need to get it out. 
And I just wrote 300 pages. And then it was a whole struggle to figure out, okay, how do you self-publish with just like starting a nonprofit? (laughs) What are all the steps? Just like starting a podcast, like what? I have to do this and then I have to go here and then I have to do this. So it was just step one. I I tell people just lay one brick a day. You might have this giant concept. You want to start a magazine. You want to become a doctor. It doesn't matter how big or small your dream is. It just starts with taking baby steps every single day. And so for me, writing was just one of those steps. And then I had so much fear to, to get around everything. So the flow life funnel actually is one chapter and I turned it into a whole book, but it's just one chapter of this bigger idea of how to live in flow. So it's the doing aspect versus the being aspect, which Mm -hmm. is my book in December. December one is more perspective, mindfulness, kind of the way to look at life, the lens you look at life through where this one's just legit straight up. What are the things I need to consider to have a career that's in alignment with me? And so that's what the flow life funnel is about. And these eight different um, ideas or characteristics that someone should consider. I love it. Now I, you were talking about big magic and I, I read big magic. I loved it. Mm -hmm. And that led me into, and I don't know if you've read it, uh, gosh, kill me. I can't think of the author and I have the book by my bed, but it's called the artist way. Have you ever read the artist way? I have read parts of it and I've had different people talk to me about the artist way. And I think, is that the one they talk about the you artist way? So she goes into discussing on, I'm, I'm here. I'm like peeking. Ha found it. The artist way by Julia Cameron. I'm pretty sure my sister just read that book right. and, and my sister's a painter. And I, I'm pretty sure she talks about in that book, the you, how you start out all excited and then you get down to the bottom of the you where you're struggling and, right. it's, and then you come out of the you and it's like, I did it. Yeah. And you follow through with that thing. So Is that, am I it's about, about the right it's, thing? It's it, finding your spiritual, your spiritual path to a higher kind of creativity. Yeah. Meaning that, cause a lot of us think like, ah. Oh, I don't need to read that book because I'm not creative. And that was my thing. Like I gave a lot of pushback to my friends. Cause I'm like, dude, I am not an artist. They're like, Oh my God, like get out of your head. Like you're thinking an artist painting. No, an artist is somebody that does exactly what you do. Helping others that takes art. And it's yeah. setting your own dates, making yourself the priority, which is what you were saying. You were yep with somebody for such a long time there were so many issues you thought i'm gonna i'm gonna fight it out because that's what i told i was told i've got six kids i'm not going anywhere i'm here until the day that you said like what in the world am i doing why am i stuck here i am not where i was when you were 16. that's not where you were exactly it, it's pretty much diving into yourself and creating that self for you, whether it's, and she talks a lot about what you said, like I wrote 300 pages in a month. She has you write minimum, or she expects you to do what she calls the morning pages. Every mm-hmm. day you write three pages. doesn't matter what it is. Brain dump, woke up in the morning, uh, crazy about what's going on with whatever. Mm-hmm. Write it down mm-hmm. three pages. Well, do the math three times 30, ta-da, book. There you go. Yep, exactly. And that's what was like, and setting yourself up with 
your dates, creative dates. So I know it's like hilarious and my husband thinks that I'm crazy, but my morning dates go back to things that I did when I was a kid. So I have a coloring book. And I, love <laughs> I love it. So when I set my creative dates, I'm paint, I'm drawing because this is a stuff that like painting, like yeah. just coloring things that I used to do when I was a kid and I loved it, but yeah. I stopped doing it. Who the heck says? And I've tried those adult coloring books. I'm not a fan. I like the little nonsense coloring. It made me happy. Yeah. And those things in that finding the flow has helped me to say like, it's okay to be a child again. It's okay to brain dump everything that I'm writing. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not feel the way that you did 20 years ago. We've changed. We flowed. Mm -hmm. We've become something different. And I think that's what's so important with working with creativity. And that's one of the concepts in the book is um, working with creativity. That's the eighth one. Because when we become so fixated on, let's just sit, let's just take a podcast as an example, since here we are. So if you think my podcast has to look like X, Y, Z, and as you're doing it, you're finding resistance. Like when we got on, I said, are we going to, is there a video on this? And you said, nope, just audio. Mm -hmm. Because for you to have to show up in video at this moment in this stage of your life is, is a, would create a lot of resistance. It's just mm -hmm. not your jam. It's not what you want to do right now. And I think a lot of times we don't let creativity and that intuition, that being strategic, we don't work with it enough. And so we think it has to look this way. And then it, we, we wonder why it's not successful. And it's because right. we're not allowing for creativity to say, come over here, try it this way. Let's just see if you like this, or, you know, maybe, um, maybe you've been doing so many podcasts and you have so many great people you've interviewed, you've learned so much, maybe it is time for you to start writing. And so, okay, let's just try that on the side and see how that goes. And creativity just allows you the freedom to express in so many different ways. And every single human being is creative. Right. We are creative beings. So any, for anyone to say, I'm not creative is a bunch of baloney. Mm -hmm. It's just how open are you to working with creativity, to allowing for the idea to come in. And my acronym for flow is following life's opportunities wholeheartedly. So what happens is when you step into this space, you start hosting podcasts, all of a sudden you meet someone and you're like, oh my gosh, that woman was awesome. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you're collaborating on a retreat down the road, or, you know, you were on my podcast and here I am now on yours. It's every opportunity. You just, you say yes to it because you don't know where it can lead. Mm -hmm. And it, it just doesn't matter. One person could listen to this and it could forever change their life. Right. And so that's, those are the kind of things that can happen when you, when you just partner with creativity in the work that you're doing. I agree. And an another thing that, um, that has come up for me a lot is my old self, my old self pre COVID yeah. would have told me not to collaborate with you, not to do things with you because mm. we do the same thing. So mm. then it's that why, because this is the way that we've been raised. Oh, no, 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 no. They're doing the same thing as you. So you can't mingle with them. Until the day that during COVID, I joined the community, a different mm -hmm. community, because I'm, I'm a part of many communities. But I joined the specific community that I honestly, I remember telling my cousin, 
this community isn't for me. They're doing exactly the same thing that I want to do. They're, I'm looking at what they're doing, and this is where my business plan for Rise and Succeed is. So I can't be part of this community. Listen, just call. They're going to call you. Speak to them and tell them what you're thinking. Okay. And I spoke to her. She's like, wow, that's, that's beautiful that you're making up and you're doing a community that's similar to ours. That's fantastic. But why wouldn't you be a part of ours? We could teach you. And I was, I was just floored. I was like, teach me. You're going to teach me what you're doing so that I can go off and do the same. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, because we all don't resonate the same whom I resonate with might not be who you resonate with, which is the same thing. So now I'm like, Oh, Dude, I can really mingle with people and talk with people that are doing the same thing I'm doing and maybe introduce some of my clients to them because there's times where I'm with a client, which I'm sure it's happened to you, mm-hmm. where you're kind of just hitting that wall and they're not grasping that concept. And you're like, okay, well, let me try this way. And, and you've tried every way and it doesn't resonate. Then you introduce them to somebody else and they're sorry. Yeah, because it's not about you. It's about the other person. I have a great example of this. So um, in the, there was a time uh, many moons ago, let's say like 10 years ago or so, where there were several HIV nonprofit summer camps happening all across the United States. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a foundation called Children Affected by AIDS Foundation. They were funded by Mattel and they wanted to bring all of us together, all these different camps together in one place. And I've always been and believed in wholeheartedly open collaboration. So nobody else wanted to share how they were running their camp, how they were running their program, what was succeeding, what was, what were they were failing on, what they were struggling with. And with the director of this foundation, I said, I'm happy to share everything we do. We, first of all, I knew we ran an amazing camp program. Kids would choose our camp over other camps all the time. So I knew that our program was one of the best, if not the best summer camp for kids impacted by HIV, probably one of the best summer camps in general out there. I'll just be honest. Um, And not because of me, but it's because I collaborate with so many people who brought their gifts, their talents, their ideas. And I said, yep, let's do it. Yep, let's do it. Yep, let's do it. So when I went to this uh, conference and they did it for several years, I was always sharing everything. I gave people all... everything I did step-by-step, everything we did at our camp and people were floored that I would be so open about it. And they'd ask, why are you so, you're just giving us like all your programs, how you do discipline at camp, how you do this, blah, blah, blah. And I said, because your culture is different than our culture, because I am a different leader than the executive director of your nonprofit. So your camp will never have the same feeling as my camp. Just like my podcast will never sound like your podcast. We could interview the same person Mm -hmm. and you're going to get something so different out of that person than what I'm going to get. There is no competition because we are such unique individuals that when we look at each other as like, how can I add value to you? And you're going to naturally add value back to me. And if I can't help someone and I think, oh my gosh, this person would be so great for someone, or they need to read this book, or man, if they followed this person, I'm constantly sending people other information, things that would maybe have them go coach with someone else or have them go to another retreat or pick up a different book. But it's, it's not about me. It's what am I doing this for? It's not my ego. Mm -hmm. It truly is about serving that person. And if you're open like that, then the universe will 
show up for you and, and be supportive of you and the things that you want in your dream, because you're not hoarding it. You're not thinking, oh, it's, I can't tell people how I do it, or I have to keep it so close. When you do that, it's, it's not flow. It's very restrictive. You look at like, let me just kind of go on like a little side note. I look at COVID for example, and, and how that all went down. And I think if I was running the world, which I would never want that responsibility, Mm -hmm. what I would have said was to everyone, we're going to open source everything about this. So I need every pharmaceutical company, every doctor, every scientist, everybody impacted by this. We want to know what this is, where, like, we just want to put everything out and be a hundred percent transparent so we can really figure it out and really come up with some solution that's going to benefit the world. It's not about money. It's not about profits. It's about really solving this thing that is killing hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And it would have been a very open collaborative thing, not here we are in our little research lab and we're creating something and we're not going to share any of it with anybody and take ours. Ours is better than yours and do this and our method over here. And we're not going to be, we don't want doctor. Don't tell what's happening in your hospital because well, that sounds bad. I mean, all of that stuff is what creates distrust. Exactly. People don't want to be a part of that. And I think as humans, we're, we're like, we're realizing we're so much better mm-hmm. when we openly collaborate and share our gifts and our knowledge and our wisdom and are really in it for the people. And it's not about the money it, mm-hmm. it, that will come. You don't have to worry about that. It's not about notoriety, the ego. When people don't share when I look at the HIV and AIDS world and how one university is doing research over here and someone's doing research over here and they don't share the information. How are you ever going to come up with a vaccine or a cure or whatever? Because you're not sharing what you know. You might have one piece of the pie. Someone else has got another. So it's like, we need to come together so we can solve the biggest problems in the world. And we have so many. And until we change our mindset and how we show up for each other, this competitiveness that we have, is a lot of times a bunch of hogwash and it doesn't serve us. I agree. I agree with you. And that, that human who I've, I have interviewed, I was like, it changed me so much. Cause I was like, oh, like I could talk to everybody. I've always been one to be like, oh my gosh, you need to do this. You know what? This would be great for you. Oh my gosh. Let me put you in contact. I've always unknowingly done it. Yeah. But then I was like, gosh, if I join this community and then I'm creating my business and it's, then they're going to sue me because it was never about that. There Mm. was such an open, beautiful forum to be like, here's how we do it. Just like you said, here's how we do it. Go make it better. Go make it huge. Go bring it to your community. And that to me was like so foreign when you're coming from of when you're coming from a state where unfortunately or whatever I think we're making we're making great strides women are very much of the this is how I do it and I'm not going to share yes yes yeah it's it's terrible it's terrible how we're we're raised with that belief system you lost so much weight you look wonderful how did you do it uh I I I stopped you you don't share why 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 aren't we telling ourselves these secrets so everybody else can grow and yeah. flow and share that with the next generation and the next, cause I am a big proponent where my mom did better than her mom. Yep. 
and I'm doing better than she did. And my kids are going to do freaking so much better than I am and so on and so on and so on. Right. So, but we need to share it because that's how you fill each other's cup. Yeah. It's, it really is so important. I had, um, I am in a mastermind with my friend, my Irish friend who lives in Taiwan and talks about flow. And she knew that I self-published the books. I went down the whole, like, okay, let me go down the actual publishing road. And there was a lot of, it, it felt like writing grants over and over again. And I just thought, if this is how you have to publish a book, I'd, I'm never, this is never going to get out there in the world. <laughs> and I just, I don't care. I just want it to be out. Like right. whoever needs to find it, will find it. So she said to me, I have a friend who wants to self-publish a book. Can you tell her the steps that you took? So I created a Google doc with every step that I took. Mm-hmm. And then I got on a call with her and I said, here, let me share this document with you. These are the things that works for me. I don't know if it'll work for you or not. Maybe you'll find some steps that won't work, but it was so, it was free. It was very liberating and also, um, I felt good. It felt so full. Yes. I'm like, please do not spend hours researching all of this or paying hundreds of dollars for a course for someone to tell you this. Like, I'll just share the Google doc with you and have an hour long conversation. You're going to know everything I know. You still got to take all the steps and do it. And it's a whole bunch of work, but I I'm just, if I have knowledge that can help someone else in their dream, or their ability to like move forward. I want to give it to them. I'm the person who will randomly sit next to someone at an airport and have a two hour conversation and redirect their life. You know, like they're <laughs> yeah. doing something they don't want to do. And I'm like, Ooh, let's find out what you do want to do. Exactly. And I start asking questions and the ideas start rolling in. And I'm like, have you thought about this? Or what about this? Or do you know someone? Hey, I know someone, let me get you in touch with that person. And, and it's like the puzzles just pieces just start coming together when I talk to people. Uh, and I love that because when we are in our individual flow, doing what we love, we don't feel that competition with people. No. You know, we, we love waking up every day. We know that what we're putting into the world is so unique to us. It's like asking a hundred people to paint a sunset. They're all going to look different. They might all be sunsets, but I can tell you, if you walked into that room of a hundred sunsets, one is going to jump out or two yeah. or three that you would actually want to buy. You don't want to buy all hundred of them. And there's something about that artist, the way they use their brush or the coloring or this or that or whatever. And it's, it's like that with everything we do from accounting, maybe, you know, to science, mm-hmm. to being creative with our hands or being an athlete, whatever it is, the way you play the game of life is going to be so unique to your essence and figuring out who you are and how you want to show up in the world is key to then everything else. I agree. I agree. So I know I was, you, you had mentioned, I did with you, your set to set to love podcast. Love. Yeah. Um, and it was such a beautiful experience. It was, it was, I left there and I was like, Oh my gosh, I was so excited. And then I had shared it with a couple of my friends. Once it came out, they're like, Sandy, why did you share this? I'm like, I, I was like, you know, I kind of was, I did it. And then I posted it. And did you not read the story? And they're like, yeah, we did. But we thought that you were just promoting like one of your events. And I was like, it was a podcast. And if you would have clicked it and then they watched it and they were like, this is so amazing. This is so wonderful. I was, and they watched a couple more of your episodes and I loved that whole connection of incorporating 
that self-care? How important is it in that flow life funnel, the topic of self-care? I think self-care is, I don't want to say everything, but almost everything. So it's really about knowing your limits, knowing what you, what feels good and being able to say, honestly, and it doesn't matter if it's a relationship, if it's your job, if it's your health, being able to say to yourself, I need a little bit more here and a little bit less here, or something about that doesn't quite feel right. Or can I, I need, I need to just go for a walk right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need to just take some time to really process or, I'm going to, I'm going to be late to that thing. And, and that's just going to have to be okay. I'm going to let the person know that this isn't, this is, it's all about recognizing how you feel inside, listening to that intuition, saying something spiritually, physically, mentally needs a little bit of love, needs a little bit of adjusting, needs a little bit more knowledge that you don't, you don't know enough yet in this one area. You feel deficient here because you haven't spent enough time learning about something. There's a little piece of information that's out there ready for you to pick up and go, Oh, it's that concept. You know, Oh, it's that. That's why I needed to go on that walk to listen to that podcast that then shifted my mindset just a little bit so that I can get back to doing that thing that I want to do. It, it can be about the bubble bath, but it can also, and most of the time, it's truly about listening to your heart and honoring who you are and what you want, even when it's hard. And when it's hard, being able to say, I need a little help right now. I need a little bit of guidance. Who can I go to? Who, who do I have in my life that I trust that I can say, can you just hear me out or bounce some ideas off of me or depending on what, where you're at. But I think self-care, loving yourself and giving yourself time to be, um, to be really honest with yourself is super, super, super important. Right. And I know when everybody hears self-care, they're thinking, go get a manicure, go get a pedicure, go get a Mm -hmm. massage, which is what you said, you Mm -hmm. know, go take a bubble bath. When I hear, and now now because I was raised with self-care go get a manicure go get a pedicure that's part of your self-care uh it's it shifted so much now because to me is self-care is saying I'm gonna close this door and I'm gonna read my book quietly Mm -hmm. exactly okay I am going to not make dinner tonight and I'm gonna go take a walk yeah and I'm gonna come home and have some chicken soup go and help yourselves because I don't have babies anymore. I have teenage boys. I have a husband who has two hands. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's days where that is my self-care. And it's beautiful to be doing life with somebody who says, have it. I'll see you later. Yes. Okay. I got you. I got to tell you to that point. So my boyfriend, my partner, we've been together for five years loves football more than anything else. There's probably six screens in our house between like our big screen that is divided up into four and then like two laptops. And his he's got his, he's got his phone. Like he's just got so much, he's got so much stuff all playing football. And for a lot of years, I would play fantasy football with them. I joined the league. I would pick up and drop players and I'm sitting there all day, Sunday, all day. 
10 a.m. <laughs> well, starting at nine with the pre-show stuff mm-hmm. until, you know, and then Monday night and then Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And this year, I, this was my self-care. This year I said, I, um, I'm giving my, our 15-year-old, I'm giving Brayden my league spot in your fantasy football league. So his name is Eva's replacement. And, <laughs> um, and he's, he's now six and oh, he's won every game. And I said, on Sundays, I'm going to work on, I'll, I'll be next to you perhaps, but I'm going to work on the stuff that I want to do. I'm going to work on the book. I'm going to work on my podcast. I'm going to work on something that that's going to better me because giving up an entire Sunday, every Sunday for an entire football season, I started to feel a little bit like sad and I don't want to say resentful, but maybe that's just like a little bit of that. Like, what am I? this isn't how I want to be spending my time. I want to go on a hike or I want to go on a walk or I want to work on my projects. And he was like, he's like, it makes me a little sad, but I understand. Right. And so, and he's, he's been fine with it, you know? So to me, that was self-care speaking up and saying what I needed when, uh, when I was done, like I'd spent years sitting there and being a part of all of it. And, and I don't not love it. I mean, it's not like dreadful for me by any means, but I would rather be doing something that really fills me up and makes, and just that, I, you know, that day of rest for me, it was resting into a project, resting into an idea, right. resting to reading or becoming more educated on something. And I'm so much happier now than thinking, oh gosh, we're going to watch football all day again. Here we go another game. Oh, my player got hurt. Now I need to go find another player. Like just <laughs> all of that stuff. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I I'm right there with you yeah. on the self-care and taking it to the next level. And I think that sometimes as I, and I don't want to generalize just women, cause I think there's a lot of men that do it. Cause I know I, my husband's done it. And when he's vocalized, I'm like, oh, why didn't you ever tell me? Like, why didn't you tell me? And it's that I, it's that telling, it's that taking that moment to say, hey, FYI, this doesn't serve me anymore. Or I really have so many things to do that I need to take a moment and I'm going to do something else. And being in partnership with somebody who tells you, I'm not happy, or I'm, it, not that I'm not happy, it's I understand, I would rather you be here, but go ahead and do you. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. Huge. And even the awareness, Sandy, like the awareness to know that you need something when I, okay. So when you're sitting there doing something with someone and you start to feel anything negative, anything that is not joy and above, you know, that is not like peace and above mm-hmm. love and above, like all of those good feelings, ask yourself, like, do I really want to be here? Do I really want to be doing this? Do I want to be in this job? Do I want to be waking up every day, coming to this place and serving this company? Am I in alignment with what I'm doing? Am I in alignment with how I'm showing up for my kids? Am I in alignment with my partner? Um, and, and when you feel those resistance spots, it's a beautiful time to go on a walk, go sit in nature, go listen to some music, uh, do some grounding. Like this is the time when the self-care is really about being introspective and figuring out, well, what, what do I need or what would I want or what would make me happier and trying to decipher that for yourself. And sometimes it's not like a quick answer. Mm -hmm. It might take you years to figure out how you want to spend your Sunday and you're going to test out different things. You know, my mom, she's in her sixties and she just, 
she's so sucked into the news and the news cycles and she's retired and she sits home. And I'm like, mom, what are your interests? Like, what are the things that just light you up? And she, I don't know. I don't know. So it's like, she just let herself, her identity, her, her passions, the things that she's really good at. She just doesn't, they're not even in her awareness anymore. Right. So you have to, then you're really going back to the starting line, going back to like your point. What did you like when you were a kid? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to start back at that place just to free your mind enough. It's not like the coloring in the book is going to be like, you're all of a sudden going to want to create a coloring book for kids. You might, or adults, a different one you might, but it might just free up enough of a breath of space that you then say, Oh, here's an idea. Oh my gosh. I want to write a book. I want to start a podcast. I want to, I want to go on walks every morning. Mm -hmm. I, whatever it's that creativity. It's that intuition. You open the channel for the universe, God, whatever you want to call it to work with you and bring in the ideas. And then you got to start taking action on those things. But first you need to know where to even start. So like we were saying, the self-care portion is, is all things. It's not just all inclusive to all the little frizzy frazzly things that we do, but it's just learning to be in alignment with what is in alignment with you. Yes. What is it yes. that it is that you need? Maybe it's going outside to garden. Like maybe it's going for a walk, quitting the, quitting the fantasy football league, but doing what you feel needs to, needs to be done. And it's so important. It's so, so important. It, you know what? I'm going to share a document with you. So I started when I was in my therapy, I kept saying, what is the self-care checklist? Give me the self-care checklist. And she said, I can't, there is no self-care checklist. And I said, oh, this is hogwash. Yeah, exactly. So I, I actually created a Google doc that lists all these different self-care practices. I mean, every single one that I can think of that I've ever heard anyone say. Mm -hmm. And then these, I broke up self-care into, I think eight different categories. And it's, it's not that the gardening necessarily is the it's being in the act of doing something like that can relieve the stress, touching the dirt with your hands. Like Mm -hmm. I said, the idea can come in that you need, how to, how do I deal with this partner in my life? How do I handle my kid? Um, and so you go out and you sit in nature or you go on that walk or you sit in that bubble bath or whatever you think you need to do. And the idea might come in, or if you need to be courageous, you need to have that tough conversation. You need to know, how do I approach this? How do I say what I need to my partner? Or how do I have that loving conversation with my friend, my coworker, my boss, whatever those ideas can come in when we are doing the quote unquote self-care practices. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different ways that we can do that. I mean, everything from standing in the grass with your bare feet, you know, just grounding, like I'd never even heard of grounding before, Mm -hmm. um, to being intentional. I have, I've had people talk about how the water that you drink, if before you drink it, you, you tell the water, you're beautiful. You're lovely. I love you. I love you. And then you drink the water that you've changed the molecules in the water. I'm like, 
Dr. Emoto did all these studies around mm -hmm. the power of water. So forever on my five gallon water jugs that we would have in our house, I would take Sharpie pens and I would write all these positive words. I'm like, we're getting these positive words in our body people. Yes. And so I did it not just for myself, but I, if there was a self-care practice out there, I tried it. I wanted yeah. to experience it because certain things were going to resonate and other things won't tapping yeah. what's tapping, tapping parts yeah. of your body. I thought, yeah. Gabby Bernstein does that a lot, like the tapping, the tapping, yes. tapping as you're doing it. That to me, I've tried it and it does not, it does not flow with me. Yeah. Yeah. But what you're saying, like in the morning, and I always share it, like before I get out of my bed, before I even get up, before I even open my eyes, like, you know, you wake up and you're like, okay, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. Yeah. 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 Before I even go like, okay, that's it. I can't go to sleep or I gotta pee. It's like, okay, I'm so grateful that I got to sleep in my bed. I'm so grateful that I got to sleep under my roof. I'm so grateful for my children. I'm so grateful for my health. And then I get started. And what you said about the intentional water, um, I, I do every day before I take, first thing I do is my water and my pre-probiotics. Pre yes. And I set my intention. I said, thank you. And this water is going to heal my soul and don't laugh, but I'm saying, and it's going to make me skinny. <laughs> yes. I love it. Do you put lemon in your water? I do not in my morning water, not in my morning. You know water. what? I, you should maybe try it. I talked to this gal. She was a very big nutritionalist and she said, um, tap water, like not tap water, but warm water, not warm, just a temperature, yeah, tap, room temperature tap water. water with some lemon okay. in it. It's so really, really good. Just a fresh lemon, just throw it in there. Very good for your digestive tract. See, these good. are all like the crazy things. I'm like, I don't know. Let's try it. Let's see if it works. And yeah. there's certain things that are going to resonate with you. And then certain things that aren't, and that's how we start to find our own flow. Agreed. You just try them. Even if it sounds crazy, there's a reason why hundreds or thousands or millions of people believe mm -hmm. at getting massages. You know, I would get a massage. I'd go to like the $5 foot massage place after I, I separated from my ex-husband, maybe once a week, because there's something about having someone press on you yes. and just really get in there. That was all the stress and all the stuff that I was feeling. It felt like it was just being pushed away, yes. melted away. Yes out of my body and it would help my mind be a little bit more free and a little bit less cluttered. And then I would leave there going, that was the best $5 or $20. <laughs> I'm coming back every week. And yeah. I did almost religiously for maybe a year. And I said, this is better than therapy. I'm spending $200 an hour in therapy. What am I really getting out of yeah. just talking? I'd rather go get a massage. And for $20, I can get a whole bunch of them. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Eva, thank you so much. Now it's so important for my podcast followers and everybody listening to this podcast to reach you. How can they reach you? The best way to find me and where you can find everything else is just my website. So it's EVA, my last name, Payne, P-A-Y-N-E.com, EvaPayne.com or Eva or Eva, or however people say it, all different. Depends what where your country of origin is. My dad uh, is from Czechoslovakia, and they would say Eva. 
right. all the time. So yeah, so I, that's probably the best way. Um, everything that I do and all my uh, social media is on there. So thank you so much you. for this opportunity and for reciprocating. You know, I love it. And I'd love to have you back on my show. I'd love to be. I love interviewing coaches and thought leaders and authors and, and people who have just really powerful messages out there. And you are one of them. So thank you for the work that you're doing you, and for Eva. stepping into it so boldly and helping the people that you do. Thank you. Same. Thank you guys. Guys, again, I will add the link to the notes in the podcast. Like always, I will see you next Tuesday. Lo quiero. Besitos and rise and succeed.